From the Financial Times in London, I'm Christine Spoler, and this is FT News. Russia's President Vladimir Putin has denied it, but U.S. intelligence agencies believe Moscow interfered in the U.S. presidential election by hacking into Democratic Party computers and releasing information aimed at damaging Hillary Clinton. Now there are fears that Moscow could see Germany's September elections as a tempting target. With me in the studio to discuss this is Sam Jones, our defense editor, Neil Buckley, our East Europe editor, and on the line is Stefan Wagstel, our Berlin bureau chief. First, Neil, assuming that Berlin's fears are correct, what's in it for Russia? What did Mr. Putin gain from Trump's victory? And why would he want to see Merkel weakened? Well, you have to look at President Vladimir Putin's overall geopolitical objective and his number one goal is to challenge the post-Cold War order, what some people call the Pax Americana. And in order to carve out for Russia and for himself a sphere of influence. So he is seeking to challenge the Western order in whatever way he can, through media operations, propaganda, through trying to meddle in elections, and of course in the hybrid war, as it's called, in Ukraine. So in terms of the Trump victory... Russia seemed to be supporting Trump, first of all, as a way of undermining the image of US democracy and also to make life more difficult for Hillary Clinton, who I think they still assumed would win because Putin doesn't like Hillary Clinton and they felt that she would be a lot more difficult for Moscow to live with. But when it became apparent that Trump had a real chance of winning, then Moscow saw a new opportunity there to have someone in office who might take a rather different approach towards Russia. Similarly, with Angela Merkel, really the incentive for pushing back against the re-election of Angela Merkel is that she really has been the leader of the European Union in terms of opposing what Russia is doing in Ukraine and imposing EU sanctions. But explain a little bit Mr. Trump and Mr. Putin's interests in the EU. What is it for Mr. Trump to somehow align against the EU with Mr. Putin? I don't think that Donald Trump has an actual interest in aligning against the EU with Vladimir Putin. But I think the Russians see Trump as someone that they can potentially do business with, that they can perhaps rebuild Russia-US relations and cooperate in other areas, particularly in Syria and the Middle East and the fight against Islamist terrorism. On the other hand, Trump has spoken rather more sceptically about the EU than his predecessors. He's appointing an ambassador to the EU who has also spoken rather sceptically about the EU. And therefore, there are certain common interests between them that weren't true in the past. Stefan, is there any evidence of an attempt by Russia to influence the debate in Germany so far? And has there been any indication of government networks being hacked? The answer to both questions is yes. The Russian state and state-financed broadcasters, which are available in Germany, consistently criticize Ms. Merkel and present a damaging picture of Germany, a country which, according to the journalists, is struggling to cope with its refugees, is suffering repeated terrorist attacks, crime, sexual assaults, which are all related in some way to the inflow of immigrants a generous refugee policy being very controversial in Germany. And more specifically, the Bundestag computers, that's the National Parliament's computers, were hacked in 2015, and the security services sometime after that 
connected that assault directly to Russian-backed hackers. And there is a great concern in general political circles that the information removed at that time, which could be very extensive, could be used in some way to damage German politicians and even Angela Merkel in the run-up to the elections in September. And the chancellor herself has warned that Russian internet-based misinformation could play a role in the campaign. How strong is Ms. Merkel's position in the run-up? Could any interference make a significant difference? It's very hard to say, but clearly after Donald Trump's success in the United States, one can't rule it out. And one should add that quite apart from Russian influence, her position is less secure than in the previous two elections. She has been ahead and is ahead on most opinion polls, but the most recent one has just put her coalition partners, the Social Democrats, slightly ahead of her. The speed of this shift suggests to some people that it might easily be reversed once Ms. Merkel gets into full campaign mode. But as I say, in this very uncertain world, looking at European politics, looking at American politics, nobody is sure anymore. Sam, you have been looking into the threat of Russian cyber attacks in Europe. Which countries, in your view, are likely to be main targets of Russian cyber espionage and hacking? Well, I think, first of all, it's important to note that it's fairly comprehensive, the the Russian effort. So all countries in the EU are of interest to Russia insofar as if you can weaken the resolve of the organisation as a whole, then you should do. As Neil was sort of saying there, the game plan is to weaken, if not upturn, the existing Western world order. And in the EU, if you can do that by going after some of the smaller states by peddling influence in Hungary or whatever, then that's great. But clearly, the big target is Germany. The German elections are going to be a huge prize for Russia to try and influence. If they can weaken Miss Merkel, that will be directly to their advantage. She has been the sort of linchpin for maintaining sanctions on Russia in Europe. And now with Mr. Trump in the White House, her position is critical to maintaining pressure, certainly inside the EU, on Moscow. You know, Britain is obviously a particularly hawkish voice on Russia, but I don't think the weight that was accorded to London is necessarily the same after Brexit. So the Russians really are going after many different organisations, government, political, commercial and third sector in Europe to try and have influence hacking them. How sophisticated? sophisticated Um, Very sophisticated in some instances. So the group that is responsible, according to the US intelligence, for hacking the DNC, known as APT28, which the US intelligence community and the British intelligence community says is Russian, They have been active in Europe for at least two years on a really very wide scale, going after everything from political groups to TV stations like TV Saint-Commande, a great big French broadcaster, which was nearly completely destroyed by APT28 in 2015. And few people see that abating. So the tempo of activity is high and getting more significant. And and Europe's spy agencies, how are they ready to respond to this? Well, with some difficulty. Some countries are relatively poorly resourced in terms of their intelligence capabilities. And what resources they do have have been quite heavily focused on combating Islamist terrorism in Europe. Others simply are not yet in a place where they see Russia as a significant threat. And in other countries, interestingly Germany, there is a sort of political impasse as 
as well that's been affecting things. So in conversations I've had, I get the impression that Germany's intelligence agencies for some time have been aware of the Russian threat, but Germany's politicians have not been and have perhaps been keen to downplay it as well. In fact, one interesting trend has been that until very recently, I think if you asked many German politicians who the main threat actor to them in cyberspace was, they probably would have said the US rather than Russia as a result of the Edward Snowden revelations. Yeah, and I do want to follow up on that because Mr. Trump has been loath to say that Russia had a role in the election, even though the agencies there say they do. So is there any help from the U.S. or from agencies in the U.S. with what will be likely to be happening in Europe? There has been. Um, whether it will continue is another matter. I think, you know, on a sort of professional level, the US intelligence community is deeply aware of the problem and the threat that Russia poses. But of course, we're in a period of great political change in the US, and it's not really clear how the new kind of configuration at the top is going to percolate down and change the sort of dynamic for the CIA, for the NSA, and what they are doing to help in Europe. I would say, though, that the centre of gravity in NATO is still in Europe. I mean, it's obviously very heavily influenced by the US, and it's a US general that sits atop the military structure, but he's over here in Europe. And Sakur, Supreme Allied Commander, is very focused on the Russian influence operations. And there's quite a lot of cooperation now going on between the EU and NATO in terms of how you can sort of better combat some of these softer influence and intelligence operations, which aren't obviously necessarily tantamount to acts of war, but are necessarily hostile. So I guess we all better be on alert. Thank you so much. We'll wait to see what happens. It's all fascinating. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellincat.com.